So one thing I know about myself is I am not a shopper. I feel like of all the things that I love to do, I mean, I like to shop when I have like money to shop. I like to, I like to food shop. Let me put it that way. I like to food shop. I like to house shop. When it comes to shopping for clothes, it's not my thing. For whatever reason, I just never really got that into it. Um, but Amir loves it. So um, Amir's dragging me on his um, shopping excursion. It's me, Amir, and Thomas. It's Thomas, Amir, and myself. And Amir is dragging us to his favorite places to shop. And I am, I have this thing. <laughs> I have like this, this pet peeve. I always have when I see like babies and little kids wearing designer clothing. I feel like it's like, no, don't taint them. Don't make them super materialistic before it's time. Not that there's ever a time to be super materialistic, but I'm just saying, you know what I mean? It's like, does the baby need Burberry? And like Amir likes, Amir, Amir will spend money like, Amir will spend money on clothing. Like, it's like, it's not a thing, like it's water. And I'm just like, that's not necessary. Like, listen, you are not too rich for Ross. You are not too cool for Kohl's. We might go to a couple of thrift stores if I have my say. Um, Actually, maybe not. But um, I just, when it comes to like babies and kids, I'm like, don't, I don't, I just, listen, don't get mad at me. This is just my personal opinion. You parent your child however you want to parent them. But I always look at that and I'm like, I'm, I'm extra judgmental. <laughs> I'm extra judgmental when it comes to that sort of thing. Um, but, you know, teach their own. Teach their own. Um, but, yeah, we're shopping and um, I have something that I need to tell Amir. It's nothing important. It's just, you know, something. Well, let me back up and explain. So, James, Sam, well, James and Sam went on vacation. Much earned much deserved vacation. They went on vacation. Um, and so I have Thomas and I have Amir <laughs> and me and Amir, um, we didn't have an argument or anything like that, but I was like, Hey, after Amir's dad left, I was like, Hey, like we got to talk like that whole recording us stuff. And like pulling that, like I was, I wasn't, I wasn't even mad because I really did understand why, but I just thought, yo, you could have gave me a heads up. Like you could have, you could have. And then I was, as I was trying to explain it to him, I was like, no, because I would have stopped him. And Amir did what he had to do. So at the end of it, at the end of the whole discussion, my whole thing was just like, I'm just upset. <laughs> and I just need to talk this out and just like, please just understand how uncomfortable that was for me. And he totally got it. He was like, no, I, I, I apologize because I know First of all, how private you are. And I know that that is not something that was comfortable for you. And I was like, yeah, it wasn't. But at the same time, it was probably 10 times worse for yourself. And you did what you had to do. When Amir's dad left, we weren't exactly besties. But there was respect there. There was nothing clear about what he's going to do about this whole marriage thing or any of that kind of stuff. But he talked to me. He didn't grimace at me or grimace. He didn't, he wasn't like glaring at me. Um, it was a relatively pleasant time. And I couldn't believe it. Amir couldn't believe it. It was just decent. I feel like in some sort of way, maybe this is me putting a little too much on it, 
But in some sort of way, I felt like I earned his respect, even though I wasn't really trying to. So anyway, Sam and James go on vacation. I have Amir. I mean, I have Thomas and Amir. Um, I have Thomas and Amir is here. So we're together and we're staying at Amir's place. I rarely go home anymore. I'm usually either at James's house or I'm with Amir now. Um, I rarely ever go back to my apartment. Um, and Amir has been trying to talk me into moving in with him. And I'm like, I'm just not ready yet. And he's like, why? And honestly, I don't know why, but I do understand something else about myself that I'm trying to come to grips with. It's not a midlife crisis or anything like that. I think it's a little too early for that, but it's just, I don't feel like a kid anymore. And it's a little depressing. It's a little depressing for me because I'm like, now that I, I don't know if it was, if it was having Thomas that did it for me. Um, I actually don't think it was that. I really think it was, I, I really think it was losing Tommy. I really think it was that, that kind of like, because when I moved to the city, when I first left my hometown and moved to the city, I felt like I was in high school still for years. I felt like I was just on a really long extended summer break. And I figured, you know, someday that's going to come back. And then I got over that, but I still felt like the same old me. And I do feel like the same old me still, but I just feel less of, I don't know. It's like the responsibilities are weighing, outweighing the freedom. And it's not even a work thing. It's, it's work is going well. Work is going really well. I actually really love, <laughs> I really love the district manager position, um, partly because I'm not full thrust into sales all the time, on, into hand-to-hand sales. It's more marketing and sales management than anything else for me now. Um, are, 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 are our campaigns working? Are our efforts being spent in the right place? And I don't even have to do the groundwork. I direct the managers to do the groundwork. And that's what I'm supposed to do. So it's like, I'm not lazy. I'm doing my job. Um, And that's cool for me. And then I get to spend the rest of the time focused on like business operations. And it's, I don't want to say it's easy because it's hard work, but it's not as hard as the job I, I, I just left. And it's not as hard as the job I had before that. It wasn't as hard as doing sales itself. For me personally, I think I've mentioned this before. I am not a natural salesperson, I don't think. I feel like I'm an advocate for products that I believe in, but I don't feel like I'm a salesperson. Like I can't sell beachfront property in Idaho or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Um, But I can sell you great insurance for an actual real perceived threat that you might be up against because you need it. You know what I mean? And I feel like everybody needs to be at the gym for several reasons. Either you're maintaining a healthy lifestyle and or you need a community of people to be around that's uplifting and positive. Like there's so many things that come with being in this space. I tell people, I have people who will ask me like, you know, what should I do for work? I say in the meantime, while you're figuring it out, get a job at a gym. There's just something about being in the atmosphere and being around. I mean, depending what the gym is, but being amongst a community of people who are there to improve upon their lives. It's just special. I've never worked anywhere else 
that's like that. I've never had a community where I go in every day and it's like that. And I say, until you figure it out, do this. Or I have people who are like, I'm a, a music major or something. You know, let me get a job at like a record store or a music store or something like that. I'm like, no, get a job at a gym. Get a job at a gym in a place where there are music executives. Anyway, I don't want to get too lost and on a tangent because I've already done that enough. Um, we're shopping. Amir is buying stuff that I'm like, I don't want to see Thomas in, the, in this. And he's like, why? And I'm trying to explain like my my thoughts and my my feelings and all of that stuff. Um, one more thing to mention. I have been, I regularly, like once a week, I have a call with um, Skylar, Shaylin, and Jameson. And I mean, I'm not talking to Shaylin on the phone, <laughs> um, but Skylar, Tommy's ex, and um, little Jameson, um, I do talk to. And he talks to me. It's funny because like, I really love to engage with him. I don't want him, like we don't get to see each other often. And you know, when you're a kid, you can forget stuff. I mean, as an adult, you can too. But like, and as a kid, you can see somebody every single day and then go a couple of years and not see them. And then you totally forget that you even had a relationship with them. And I don't want that to happen. So I don't get to see him often, but he always hops on the phone when I'm on the phone with his mom. And we have like a scheduled Sunday call where usually after breakfast, um, we call each other. And we just talk. She tells me how her week is going. She tells me about the kids. Um, we talk a lot about Tommy. We talk a lot about, you know, it always ends up going back to that. Um, and then it wasn't even planned for Jameson to hop on the phone. But now he is like the the schedule keeper, like, hey, it's time to call. Um, and so I get to talk to him. And it's it's really, really fun. It's really, really fun. I have this thing, too, with Thomas where... I talk to him all the time. And anytime I'm talking about Tommy himself, he is like super laser focused on me. It's amazing. But I talk to him and I talk to him and I talk to him as he were a grown person listening to me. I remember when I was a kid, there was this um, public service announcement that was like, talk to your kids. It makes them smarter. Or, you know, have conversations with your kids. It makes them like more well-rounded individuals. It stuns me the amount of people who do not, who don't engage with their kids or like, oh my God, you know, will send a tablet in their kid's direction or their phone in their kid's direction. And I understand like sometimes you need a break. I totally get that. But at the same time too, kids can sense neglect. Kids can sense neglect before you even realize that you need a break or that you realize you need, you know, space. They can sense that. Um, ooh, I feel like I'm going on a long tangent and I hope I'm not offending anybody with my, you know, brand spanking new parenting views. Um, but in the course of us shopping, I mentioned something to Amir that I feel like I should mention. Um... There's this guy at my old gym who I used to work with. He wasn't an employee. He was one of our vendors, and he would handle all of our retail products. I got a request. A me, uh, I got an email inquiry from a potential vendor. 
And it was this company I'd never heard of. And they were like, hey, I know you guys pay blah, 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 blah. And you guys' contract is this, 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 and this. I was actually at your clubs recently, and I noticed that this wasn't done by your vendor. And this wasn't done by this vendor. Now, we've had the same vendor that delivers all of our like retail items for as long as I've worked at the company, for this, for this district, as long as I've worked at the company. And I got this proposal. And I was like, this is really good. Didn't even connect what the name was. And when I looked at the name, no lie, butterflies. I was like, oh shit, it's Manny. And I know I haven't talked, I know I haven't talked about Manny yet. I have written about Manny, but I haven't talked about Manny yet. Now's no time like the present. Let's get into it. Manny was this guy who I met when I first started working at the gym who worked for a third-party company that would come in and deliver all of our, like, our Gatorades, our waters, all of our, like, muscle milks and protein shakes and all that kind of stuff. He was the person who would deliver them. He worked for a company that did that sort of thing. And I loved working with Manny because, first of all, (laughs) Manny had the type of attitude and personality. Every time you saw him, you had to sit up a little straighter. He commanded like he was just so bright and ready to do his job and so happy. He was always smiling. He was always so full of life and energy. And if I'm being 100% honest, he was fine as hell. Like Manny was so, Manny was so cute. And he used to like it that I would call him Manuel because that's what it would say on his, um, on the paperwork. So I looked at the paperwork. I was like, Manuel. And he was like, it's Manny. And then the next time I saw him, I called him Manuel just because it was like a reflex. And then he laughed and he said, you can call me Manuel if you want to. And so it became like a joke. Like he would call me by my whole first name. I would call him by his whole first name. And it, we, we just hit it off. But the other reason why we hit it off too was because he liked how I worked and I would help him unload the carts, which I didn't have to do, but it was just fun. I liked to hang out with him. He had a gorgeous body. Okay. Let me back up and explain. Manny was probably about 5'10". He was like about my height, maybe a little shorter. Um, He had this long black hair. He had gorgeous, gorgeous brown skin. Um, Very well muscular built. His teeth were like crooked, but it was like a cute look on him. I don't know. He just seemed like such a, he just seemed like such a guy. Nothing about him was cosmetic or put on besides his tattoos but nothing was like you know nothing was like candied or pretty everything about him was just like quintessential masculine kind of rough very much like Miguel um he just had that whole thing going on and to top it all off he was sweet he was kind he'd always ask me about school how my day was going. I'd be like, I'm not in school. He's like, bro, you got to go to school, man. And he, he was one of the people who really like tried to pressure me and tried to encourage me to, to always be better, always do better. And I always felt, I always felt love from him. He was really cool. I liked him a lot. And he had these really thick, just tree stump legs. Like it was like he did, it was like he did legs like three times a week. It was insane how thick he was. And I think he was just naturally that way. Anyway, back to Manny. So Manny pulls up one day. Um, this is by, by the way, this is at my original club. Manny pulls up one day and he is in a, in a frenzy. I've never seen him with less than like a smile on his face or at least a pleasant look about him. 
and he looks flustered and he's late. And I can see that he's late and he's rushing and he's chucking boxes out. He's not chucking boxes, but he's he's loading up really fast that boxes are falling over and he just looks like he's in a wreck. Um, and I, I'm like, hey, what's up, man? And he's like, oh, dude, traffic was bad. There was an accident, blah, 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 blah. I wasn't able to get here. Um, I'm so backed up, blah, blah, blah. I said, dude, don't even worry about it. Just dump the stuff here. I'll load it in. I'll take the pictures, your before and after pictures, and I'll, I'll text them to you when you're done. And I could see him thinking it over in his head, like, um, is that going to work? Is that going to work? And then finally he goes, really? And I'm like, yeah, of course. He's like, oh, dude, thank you so much. So he hops in the car, gives me his number. I was a little excited about that. He gives me his number, hops in his truck, and takes off. I load the stuff in. I know exactly how he likes to do it. I know what the before is going to look like. And I know what he wants his afters to look like. And I do that. And I send them to him. And he's like, oh, dude, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I was able to get to my other job on time. Everything's going smoothly now. And I was like, cool. Because I told him to stop speeding. It's not worth it. Stop it. Um, anyway, later on that night, minding my own business, I'm at home, not thinking much of anything. And I get a text and the text is like, oh my God, delete that, please. And I'm like, what? I didn't even put his number. In my, I didn't even put his name in my phone. I just, it was just a number. So I see a number and I see, oh my God, delete that, please. And I open it up and I see a very, very nice, oh, a very, very nice dick pic. And I was like, oh my God. And I realize it's Manny. He's like, oh, dude, I'm so sorry, bro. And I delete the picture because I'm like, I'm not going to hold on to it, especially after he's like freaking out and telling me to like delete it. So I delete it. And then I don't think much of it, except for the fact that I remember it was, it was thick. It's probably about seven inches, um, uncut, thick, <laughs> thick. Um, and that was that. I deleted it and I moved on. I had enough dick in my life at the time. I could move on. And I did. Things went right back to normal at work. Things were totally cool with Manny. He didn't act weird. Mm -hmm. He didn't act, you know, embarrassed or anything like that. Things went right back to normal. But I could tell that it was on his mind because he was a little too normal, if you know what I mean. Um, if he was just like, hey, dude, sorry about that. Blah, blah, blah. I was trying to say that to somebody else, which he said, he said, I was trying to send it to somebody else. I'm sorry. Um, which I've done. I've done that before. It wasn't with a nude, but you know, like when you send somebody a picture and you don't mean to do it and it's like, Woof, thank God it wasn't a nude. Um, anyway, so I felt kind of bad too for him and things went back to normal. Mind you at the time, this was right. A couple months after maybe like two months max after it had gotten out that I was um, gay. And I had started to tell people who would ask me, like, I'm gay. I wouldn't, you know, use genderless pronouns and try to talk about, you know, um, you know, what I'm seeing. So if somebody asked me, are you seeing, or what do you look for in like a girl or whatever? And I would say like, you know, when I'm seeing somebody, I look for blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I wasn't being vague anymore. Just like, no, I'm into guys, that's my thing. Um, and I got now, it wasn't the easiest thing. Um, but that's a story for another time. Um, anyway, I was out at this time and I wasn't sure if Manny knew, 
he never treated me differently. A lot of the other guys that I worked with treated me differently. Um, but man, he never treated me differently. So it was cool. Anyway, I remember it was, it must've been like, I don't know. It was a summer month. I remember that it was, it was, it was so hot outside and Manny's truck was air conditioned in the, um, in the trailer bed, truck bed or whatever. And we were out there unloading. And I remember his, his, his particular vehicle was like the, the cooling system on it was faulty. And everything was really hot back there. And I remember it would blow air that was like semi-cool. So you could be back there working without just like totally falling out. But I remember we were back there unloading drinks. We were talking about some like girl or something. He was talking about some girl he was interested in. You know, just like some some dumb guy stuff. And we got, there was a really awkward pause in the conversation, which was rare with him because this guy could talk your face off. Um. And he got quiet. And then he got this goofy smile on his face and he looked at me kind of sideways and he was like, so you never said if you liked it or not. And I looked at him, I was like, what? And he grabbed his junk. And I was like, I laughed. And I said, oh, well, um, it was a long time ago. I don't actually remember what it looked like. I was kind of teasing him a little bit. I totally remember every detail. I remember... Never mind. Um, and he was like, bullshit, dude. I know you look at it. And I was like, nah, man, serious. And he's like, pull your phone out. And I handed him my phone. He went to the text messages and there was no picture there. I deleted it. And he's like, oh, thanks. And he hands my phone back to me. And there was just a little bit of disappointment there. And I was like, oh, shoot, are we about to do what I think we're about to do? And I felt as though, you know, I'm not going to tease this guy any further. And I said, if I remember correctly, though, it was really nice. And I looked at him and he looked at me and I said, maybe you could remind me. And I saw the excited look across his face. And we both went to the back of the truck bed and let the, the door down, which made it dark. I remember pulling out my phone and turning the flashlight on and he pulled his out and we were just like, you know, like we had our shirts like tucked underneath our chin and like lifted up. It was so like, it was just, oh my gosh, it was weird. Um, and I remember getting his like belt off and his pants off and he was already like, he was, I remember getting his, his, his belt off and his shorts down and he was just rock hard and ready to go. He was a little horn dog. I loved him, man. I'm not the dirty, sweaty, rough, grimy sex type of person. But there was something about his scent. Like, he didn't shave it down there. Like, so he had a nice bush. He had big balls. His dick was thick. And, like, we were both sweaty from working. And I couldn't resist it. I couldn't resist, like, when I got, like, a smell of him. It made me like hungry for dick. <laughs> I know it sounds weird, but I was like starving. And I was trying to resist. I was trying to resist for so many reasons, especially because at the time too, I was really trying to be careful about like what I was doing, especially with random people. And I didn't, I didn't like hooking up like that. 
uh, but I gave in. I mean, it just, it was so, it was hanging so heavy in like the summer heat and everything. I just remember him saying, he had his hand underneath my chin and he like angled me up to look at him and he's like, suck it for me. And that's all I needed. I went to work on him and he was like gasping and I was, I was rougher than I usually am. But I did, I think I did a good job. He was impressed. I mean, I don't think I was going for more than 60 seconds before I heard him whisper, like, I'm going to nut, bro. And I was like, huh? And he like squirted. (laughs) He like squirted, like half of it went down my throat. The other half like sprayed up my nose and in my eyes. And I was like, ah, it was still dark in the truck bed. And I could hear him shooting like ropes that were going past my head and like splattering on the floor. I could hear, I can still remember the sound of them lapping against the floor. And I was like, man, I I wish I could have seen it. I wiped my face off. It was wet with sweat and Manny juice. (laughs) And I stood up and I was like, my turn. And I grabbed my phone so that he could see me. And I pulled mine out. I was rock hard. And he was like, fuck, dude, what the fuck? I was like, come on. And I was trying to like urge him because we couldn't be in the truck forever. I was trying to get off too. And I was like, come on, man, suck it. And he was like, oh, nah, dude, nah, nah, man. And I was like, I didn't actually make a sound out loud. I was just kind of like, oh, we're going to play this game. And um, he was like still grabbing it and like stroking it with his hand. And then finally, like he licked his lips and he got down on his knees and he gave it like a, like he literally sucked my dick. I was like, that's not how, no, no, you have a dick. You know how this thing works. Like, that's not how you do it. And he was like, like literally like sucking on it. And I was like, dude, come on. And so I used my hands and I kind of guided him up and down. And then he really, really got into it. After he gagged like a couple times, he like, I don't know. It was like a switch flipped for him and he just started going to town. I remember after he was sucking it, not after, but while he was sucking it, like when he first put his mouth on it and then surfaced for air, he looked up at me with like these really sweet, innocent eyes. And he was like, I never did that shit before. And I couldn't say anything. I was just like, I could tell. (laughs) Um, And then he went back to town. And I remember the feeling of like, The darkness of the truck bed, the heat, Manny sucking me. I could remember the feeling of like impending cum building up inside of me. And I remember when I nutted, I told, I warned him and he pulled out and he like jerked me off. Um, But I was so, I was standing up and I was so weak in the knees when I was coming. It felt like the room was spinning. And I remember like, trying to reach out for something so I didn't fall over. But I couldn't tell like up and down or like anything. I was so disoriented. And I remember thinking like, have I been out in the heat too long? Is that what's happening to me? And I remember we sat down and we were just like panting. And like I wiped my face off and Manny wiped his face off. And we turned our lights back on. And he gave me like a really just like, 
satisfied look. And he leaned in and he kissed me. And I hadn't seen Manny for years at this point. Years and years and years. And so when I got this email and I read the name on it, all of the old memories came back. The smells, the feelings, the thoughts that I used to carry and worry about in my head, all of that stuff came back to me when I saw his name on this email. He was reaching out to me as a district manager to serve the clubs in our district. And I remember thinking to myself, we could use a new vendor. I picked up my phone and I called the number on the letterhead or on the, what do you call it? The email signature? I called that number and it was a cell number. It said cell and it had a menu cell number and it was the same number that I had in my phone. So when I punched in the numbers and hit the, you know, button, like Manny's name popped up and it rang and it rang and I was getting nervous. I was like, oh my God. And finally he said, hello, this is Manuel. Or no, he said, hello, this is Manny. And I said, Manuel. And he was like, oh shit. And I was like, dude, what's up? And he said, dude, what are you, what's going on with you? How are you, how are you, you know, how are things going and all that kind of stuff? And I said, well, I just got your email about um, servicing our clubs. And it's like, you, wait, you what? And I said, yeah, man, I'm the uh, district manager for the clubs now. And we were, we had, it was, it was a cool moment. It was a cool moment. We caught up, we talked. Um, he's, he sent me over a proposal. And it might not have been the most proper thing, but it was a good proposal. And I know how to control myself. Um, and I accepted. He got the bid. It made sense. It made business sense, you know? So I don't see anything wrong with that. Getting that email from Manuel and then reaching out to him made me realize how much of his work ethic, how much of the stuff that he taught me, I still carry with me to this day. To this day, when I go to the clubs, um, one of the things that I did when I first started doing that anyway was I would reach out to people who are working either the child care or like front desk or um, housekeeping especially and maintenance especially. And I would say, oh, that's if I notice, I really pay close attention to what they're doing. And if I notice that an employee is going, you know, above and beyond or if they're working on special projects, especially ones that nobody asked them to do, I always tell them, photograph before and afters and send them to me. Send me your before and afters and copy your manager on the uh, before and after sheets or on the, you know, before and after pictures. I want you to copy me or I want you to send it to me and I want you to copy uh, the manager as well too, your direct manager. And the reason why I do that is because I like the habit of showing your work. I... I, I know what it's like to work in a place where your 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 hard work and your um what's the word your your um self-startedness your what do you call that not intuition what do you call that I, it's like at the tip of my tongue your ingenuity is not noticed and I like that to be encouraged amongst all team members so I want to be able to flash and brag for 
my team members. I want to be able to advocate for my team members when they don't feel comfortable doing it themselves. And I found the best way for me to do that is to assign it to them. So I tell them, hey, I see you doing X, Y, and Z. Take photographs and send them to me. Anytime you're doing anything like this, photograph and send it to me if you can or if you if you want to because I can't require them to do it. Um, but at least that way, I know what it's like to not want to brag, not want to not want to have a hard time like being your own advocate. And it's so important to do that. You'll have everybody in your face calling you a suck up or a brown nose or this, that, and the third. And it's like, that's not the attitude that we have. You have to be your own advocate because great work a lot of times can be overlooked. Bad work always seems to make it to the surface. But a lot of times then the blame is shifted onto the wrong person for that bad, for said bad work. When an employee is doing a great job, it's got to be recognized. And I, I'm doing my best to do all that. I'm doing my best to make everybody, at least those who have earned it, know, be known for their work. And that's a, a habit that I can 100% or at least, well, I'll say 75% attribute to what I learned from Manuel. So Amir and I, well, Thomas, Amir, and I are shopping, and we stop to have lunch and whatnot. And I tell Amir about this whole thing with Manuel. I tell him how we met. I tell him everything. <laughs> I don't skip any details. Um, and I tell him that, hey, he's, he reached out with this proposal, um, and I'm considering, I'm considering, um, I didn't say I'm considering, I told him that um, I accepted it. And Amir I was really asking just to see, like, I don't know. I just felt like it was appropriate. Maybe I should have mentioned that before I said yes to Manuel. Maybe I should have mentioned it to Amir first. But Amir, trust me. And he was like, cool, that's great. I think that's great, man. And I was like, you do? And he was like, yeah, of course. And I was like, okay, cool. Cool. And in the back of my head, it didn't sit all the way right with me. I didn't know why. I expected him to have like more questions. But at the end of the day, he trusts me. And so we're eating some more. And he kind of gives me this sly look. And I'm like, what? And he just shook his head and kept eating. And now I'm like, okay, something's going on. Um, and I'm like, what is it? And he puts his fork down and he looks at me. And he says, you know, um, chef wants to know if we want to come to his party. And I was like, heck yeah, of course. I said, is it his birthday? He was like, no. And I was like, oh. And it slowly started to click on me. And I was like, Amir, what kind of party? Mr. Brooks Locker Room Confessions Season five can you believe that we're already on season five like there are times where it's like oh no definitely we've been doing this for a while but then most of the time it's just like we just started like we just started it seems like but it's been over a year now over a year four seasons under our belt and here we go i know i haven't been posting as many episodes lately um things have been crazy busy and i told you about the whole spotify thing that happened which was not my opinion cool um but here we are and we're doing our thing thank you so much to everybody who was contributing to the podcast it, listen 
financially is great. I love that. Um, but also to just being here and liking the podcast or sharing the podcast with, you know, an appropriate friend. Um, all of those things help help me to make more episodes, but also it's encouraging. I love hearing from you. Um, reach out to me. My email is in the description. It's mr.brooksconfesses at gmail.com. Um, you can follow me on Twitter. Um, I check all my DMs there. Um, what is my Twitter? I guess I should put this in the description box. I usually do. Um, it's at call me Mr. Brooks. Oh, and then if you are interested in financially contributing to the podcast, it's at Cash App or Venmo. Mr. Brooks confesses. Season five. Here we go.